Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we are covering Season 11, Episode 1, No Sex Please, We're Skittish, which originally aired on September 23rd, 2003. Is this the introduction of Julia, or has she been a recurring character this whole time? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, it's our resident Upside Downer, it's Ryan Sansone. Hey Curtis, uh, no podcast please. I'm a little skittish. I'm also excited to be here. Thank you. I appreciate that enthusiasm. Also with us is our no sex Bradley Kirkson. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Bradley. And now you know why he's no sex Bradley Kirkson. Did you call yourself Bradway? Bradley, it's Bradley. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Bradway? Hey. This is a character that's new, but I like it. I kind of like this voice too. Brad, uh, Bradway, what's uh, what's your favorite thing to do on a Friday night? Oh, I mean, obviously, I'm a man of the Jewish faith. Really but... could not keep it going. Do your voice. Oh, oh, sorry. My favorite thing to do on a Friday night, because I'm a man of faith and I'm a Jewish man, is to celebrate Shabbat. I don't think this is the case. I, I don't think the voice matches actual <laughs> Bradley. You need to come up with a character that is worthy of that voice. He's riding around on motorcycles. Is Shabbat really your favorite activity on a Friday? Well, I'm going with the character because I don't actually celebrate oh. Shabbat. That was the whole point. That was your idea. You thought that that voice was the guy who was super committed to his faith? Yes, I work with a lot of Jews. This is not what I thought the Bradway character was going to be, but honestly, I'm here for it. He's like a rabbi who's like trying to be cool for the kids. Hey, kids, let's rap. If I keep doing this voice, I'm not going to have a voice tomorrow. Bradway, can you do? Can you tell us how you relate to the all the young kids? Yes, through the Jewish prayers and through the history of our religion. If it comes from the the AD, oh God, the BC era, and and and, and Holocaust, and lots of fun things. That's Whoa. how you relate to the. Why'd kids? you say Holocaust? Why'd you say Holocaust and all of the fun things? <laughs> I would shake Hitler's hands. Oh, uh, you, you definitely had youth pastor vibes. Jewish youth youth pastor. I don't know what they what you guys call them, but. You had it right until you started going pro-Holocaust again. you got to stop doing that. <laughs> it turns out uh, Bradway is uh, super Jewish and also kind of a Holocaust denier. <laughs> uh, I'm going to change characters so I can do a voice that's like yeah. kill my no, voice. You definitely have to change characters to one that's not so pro-Nazi. You created a character and within two minutes got him canceled. And we're not yeah. even popular enough to be canceled, but he was canceled. Bradway definitely got canceled. He is a monster. <laughs> you know what? Next time Frazier's being like his absolute worst, you need to bring back Bradway. Sounds good. I can do that. I can do anything. You, I love how out of breath you are. <laughs> oh, that, that took that took a lot of energy to do that voice. Oh, uh, good. We're going to have quiet Brad the rest of the way. I, th- I think the next character I'll do maybe is like a stoner who talks very quietly. That would be, and slowly, that would be amazing. So you're not doing a character. No, I still talk, even even when I take my medicine, I still talk very fast. False. So uh, before we dive into the episode, and after we have whatever that was. A, a chat with Bradway. Uh, because Niles, uh, you know, has uh, a scare with his fertility that, spoiler alert, does not last very long. He has lots of ideas on how to improve his sperm count. And I'm wondering, of the things that improve your sperm count, which ones would you be most willing or least willing to give up? 
Do we have a list to go off of? I do have a list of things. Uh, so some of the things are maintain a healthy weight. I would, I would definitely get, I could definitely give up uh, maintaining a healthy weight. If it was- no, no, no. Sorry. That's, no. That's when, that's when you have to, you, you would have to maintain, that you would have to give up not having a healthy weight. Do you know what give up means? Clearly, I don't. So we have to get to a healthy weight for this, uh, this mental exercise? Yeah, so you'd have to be at a healthy weight, which... All right. You're, yeah. you're on board with that one? I, I'm not. In I'm imagination not. land, sure. Yeah, I could maintain a healthy weight. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm not doing that. No, thanks. Would you give up smoking? Well, smoking yeah, what? I don't, I don't smoke, yeah. You're talking smoking. about smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I would not be willing to give them up. <laughs> I, I'd be easily ready to give up smoking cigarettes. See how I've yeah, done it once in my life. Okay, what about absolutely pot? Absolutely disgusting. About pot? If it means yeah. being able to to have more Bradley Kirksons in the world, yes, I would give it up. Just a little PSA for anyone out there. Uh, if you are on the weed stuff and trying to get pregnant, it makes slow swimmers happen. So you yes. do have to give it up for a little bit. Yes, but I, as somebody who would like to have lots of, of offsprings of many Bradley Kirkstons, I would like enough to have my own football team. So yeah, you would have to give it up for a couple of years, but I mean, there's... Yeah. You need like four months lead time, so you'll be all right. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, what about uh, alcohol? Would you limit your alcohol? You know, I've slowed down in the last couple of years uh, as I'm actively yeah. drinking a beer. I I could definitely do it, but it it would probably be the hardest one on this list, depending how you word things. Yeah, I could do it now. If you ask 24-year-old Brad, I don't know if I could do it. But now, definitely. That's good, because 24-year-old Brad should not have been a parent. No. I'm in the same boat. I I am also drinking less and less as I get older. I would also not be willing to limit uh, my alcohol intake uh, for the sake of. (laughs) (laughs) That is only because you don't like being told what to do. So any of these things, you're going to be like, no. Would you avoid lubricants during sex? So you would give up the lubricants. You're not. Yeah. Apparently lubricants are bad for swimmers. You would think it helped, but apparently (laughs) not. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, all lubes are just flavored lubes. Oh, disgusting. It did not specify, um, but... How about, you can actually only do the flavored lubricants. Would you be okay with that? Absolutely. Almond, coconut, blueberry, sunrise. Is that one flavor or is that multiple flavors? Multiple. <laughs> Almond, coconut, blueberry, sunrise. It's a, my favorite donut flavor. Cherry's Jubilee. Mm. Um, sun-tried tomato. Sun-tried tomato. <laughs> Yeah, it's like an insult. I mean, I'm sure it'd be a lovely flavor, but it it does sound like an insult. That was my nickname in high school, sun-dried tomato. You do look more like that than any other fruit. Very wrinkly, man, yeah. Yeah. Wear loose-fitting. Would you be willing to wear loose and give up your your tight underwears? Well, okay, okay. I was going to talk about this uh, later in the show, but I can do this. As somebody who is very anti-underwear, I'm totally fine with that, like... I, I I don't I'm not a fan of underwear, so I'm totally fine wearing loose or no underwear. <laughs> Why you almost made that like a political stance. So, yeah, <laughs> so aggressive. That is that if I ran for president, that would be my uh position, anti underwear. Oh. Well, okay. Like you you're not just like I, I want the freedom not to wear it. You want to impose your fastest fascist ideology that no one can have it? Correct. It's time to get rid of it. Well, I'm not I'm voting okay. for that platform. I'm okay. What, did diapers count as underwear? Do diapers? I don't think so. Are you Googling it? Did you have to no. look that up? <laughs> I think, I think diapers well, Brad's, count. Brad's, of course, wearing a diaper, so he had to think about it really hard. He didn't, he didn't recognize me. it. Whoa, 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 whoa. If you're going to say it, it's an adult <laughs> diaper, okay? An adult diaper. Okay. Brad's wearing an adult diaper. Thank Do you, you feel better? Yes. 
Thank you. You don't fit in a 6T. You're pretty excited about that. Yeah. You wooded wacky tacky bread. That's what you get. Wacky tacky Bradley. I uh, I genuinely hate anything touching my waist. So Thank loose you. fitting clothing is, I mean, I'm 100% on board. I'm also on the anti-underwear campaign. So I'm with Thank you, Brad. you. Thank you. Thank you for being my running mate. Yeah, I'll be your VP. I disagree with all this. I, I, I am, I'm against both of you. Not only do I feel strongly that uh, tight-fitting underwear is better, but I also feel strongly that that is true for all of us. And I would, I would also, as my political platform, <laughs> enforce on all of you, specifically the two of you, tight, long john style underbands. I know oh. you're joking, but I am like trying to hold back seething rage from that stance. I know you're just <laughs> saying it to be <laughs> annoying, but like it's. <laughs> Very annoying. <laughs> Curtis, Curtis, spoiler alert: No one's going to vote for your ass anyway, so we're fine. Well, yeah. Well, they won't. They, they, they won't have the option to vote for my ass. They won't see my ass because I'm wearing underwear. That underwear is going to be your undoing. That is kind of a great slogan, though, for the campaign. It does, it works against me, but I kind of like it. Well, you may run with it for the limited time you have. Would you avoid sitting? No. No. You have to sit. Yeah, you can't, your two positions can't be standing and laying. That would be crazy. Correct. Well, should we pivot into the episode? Please, yes. anything but this. Yeah, let's okay. do it. We open with fireworks over Seattle, straight to the title card. Subsequently, Niles jokes Roz should pull a Costanza and pretend she never quit KACL and return to work with Fraser. Marty finds Daphne and Niles' clinical approach to baby-making distasteful. Equally distasteful is Niles' use of the word sperm. So we really get a Roz-centric episode of this one. Lots of Roz time. Oh, we're going to do a little bit of upside-down sleuthing throughout this episode. Yeah, uh, like right, sure. right at the gate, we find out that Roz gave an ultimatum for some reason. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, the, I, I should say that, that, that uh, we, we get a kind of previously on at the very beginning, which I skipped. I hope you were both skipping. Yes, yes. Of course I skipped it. But then they did yeah. a very confusing, after they did the previous, previously on, I think they did, a, they did a different title card that said like. Subsequently. Subsequently, yeah. It's like, is yeah. this a second preview card? What's happening? Turned out it was just the episode. Yeah. Very, very confusing, though. So okay, I'm okay. I guess I should just hit a bunch of the points out the gate. Yeah, the uh, obviously Raj and Fraser sleeping together is a central point to this episode. Uh, yeah. Two years ago, so it sounds like we're probably going to get to see that. Yeah, Raj should have said spoiler alert. It's weird that she didn't say that. Yeah, a few episodes ago we talked about like there was a hint at that, like she had yeah. said something that indicated maybe she had dated Fraser, and I I think I said I hope that we get like a very specific date and time. In season five, there's an episode where she just says outright, just to be clear, we have not and will not date. That'd be helpful. That or if she could provide explicit dates and somehow tie them to episode numbers, that would be very helpful. That's pretty much what happened, yeah. <laughs> exactly what she did. She's like, so Niles, you know how at exactly two and a half, two and a half seasons ago, <laughs> when I, when me and Frazier slept together, uh, you remember that, right? And, and Niles was like, what? What are you talking about? I don't watch this show. I do enjoy when Niles and Roz are together because they're both very bitter people, but in very different ways. So their interactions are just like nasty, but in the best way. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I didn't really clock that. What do you, what was the, an example? They're just like, just in general, they're both very negative and like sarcastic people. Yeah. Unlike the rest of the show. What do you mean? Everyone else is like chipper. They're not chipper. 
Oh, Chipper Frazier. Last, last episode, Frazier yelled shame on you to the entire family. Like, what are you talking he, about? He did do that chipperishly. Yeah, he did that chipperishly. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure I know what you mean. I think you're speaking chipperish. Speaking of this, <laughs> Roz had some not so nice, uh, some pretty political incorrect jokes in this episode. I you're, Can you fill us in again? I don't know what you're talking about. Like when she... Did you watch a different episode? No, you didn't hear... I was really focused on the admin of when Roz and Fraser slept together, so maybe I missed some stuff. I don't know. She was talking about somebody, I don't even know, and she goes... And my assistant is an idiot, and I can't fire her because she's like three minorities rolled into one. <laughs> Can't say that nowadays. Well, actually, no. I, I feel like I feel like you could say that nowadays, but she would be like a Trump supporter. <laughs> yes. saying there it. you go, there you go, and she does something else that we'll talk about later. That's also not so great. It's really funny though. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we kind of suspected Roz and Fraser might have slept together, it is they don't have a single bit of romantic chemistry, and they are excellent friends. So it's a really good use of the the two of them throughout the show. Yeah, it, I, I, yeah, um, I do love how, like, right away it's brought up, are you in love with Fraser? Is that what's happening? You obviously yeah. slept with them, like, are you in love? And she dismisses it so quickly and so handily. She's like, not even close. Don't, let's not even explore that idea. Like, gross. Uh, you've met him, right? Like, no, this is something else. From the interactions we see with them, that would be kind of an insane thought to have. Like, Niles is blown away that they even did it. Which after right. 11 years of a show, like it, it should be kind of clear if they could work or not. So it's a good move to not to not actually explore that. Yeah. That said, I am excited to see two years from now. I like uh, I like Niles is great. His uh, his wolf and lamb joke that he makes. Well, I suppose it's only natural when the wolf and the lamb work together. It's only a matter of time before the wolf gets his way. I hope you were gentle with him. <laughs> it was a fairly obvious joke as he was making it, but it was, it was, it was great. Also kind of fits both of them. Because when you do meet Fraser, you do see, you do think he'll be more of a, you know, kind of like an alpha character. And then Roz definitely is. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So Roz gets the idea that she's just going to return to work and pretend like she never quit, uh, which Niles tells her as a joke. But then she just runs with it and literally runs out. And then Marty comes. Yeah. And uh, Marty says the, the expression that I'm going to start saying a lot in my life, uh, which is called, which is in my day which is really just sums up who I am as a person. So old and crotchety. We should have a segment in the next season of this show where it's just in my day, where you can tell us things that happened in your day. And, and I'm excited to learn what that shit stuff happened. Love it. Some more sleuth. And I think, I think we learned Niles is 48, which I, I wouldn't guess. Or what do you peg him as? I, what's his, okay. what's it, what, what do you do the thing that they do at the, at the fair? Like what is his uh, age and what is his weight? I get a three-year, and I get, what, 20, 25 pounds either way? Yeah, but then um, if you get if you don't get it exactly on, you don't get the giant teddy bear, you get, like, that little stuffed monkey. Oh, I thought I was supposed to guess it right so he doesn't get either thing. What? Well, anyway. Yeah, I, no, what Ryan was saying is usually the person guesses, and if, if uh, the person doesn't get it, then... Oh, I it. see, I yeah. see. Yeah, he what do you think? Do, do you think he people was, guess what the fair... <laughs> what the carny weighs? I mean, that you would could, be a fun game. Yeah, but you could just be the per- second <laughs> person in line, and you'd get it every time. What do you mean? I will learn all about the fair games this weekend when I go to the fair. Have you ever been to a fair? You've never been to a fair. I've, I've, I, I actually don't know if I've been to a fair. You should go to a fair. They're okay. So David Hyde Pierce is at the time of this record. He would have been. 
56 and he would weigh uh, a solid 162. First of all, at the time of this record, you mean at the in 2003? Yes, yes, the recording oh, okay. episode, not okay. the record of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was very confused about that. Sorry. I know that we're the I know we're the dominant force in the Fraser universe, but no, I'm talking about the show. It turns out uh, Frasier was recorded uh, 20 years ago. Not Yeah, we're, we're not watching this live on Hulu or Peacock or wherever you get Frasier. Paramount Plus. Whatever. So yeah, it comes out that Niles uh, gave to a sperm bank. Nope, 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 nope. What? It's the S-Bank. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah, that's, not later. That's, that's not out the gate. They say sperm yes, it a is. lot. No, this is the scene where Marty says, please just call it an S-Bank because he's uncomfortable with the words sperm. Yeah, so we have to, we have to say sperm bank a couple times before you get freaked out and make us call it an S-Bank. <laughs> yeah, and Curtis said it four times. I, I do like when uh, Daphne kind of brings up the idea, what if there are like already children of Niles out there because he donated his sperm? And he's kind of dismissive of the idea, like, oh, probably didn't even use my sperm. And then he sees a big old hunk come by and he's like envisioning that as his progeny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I better check this out. Well, yeah, he looks a lot like him. Like, that's what I imagine Niles looks like at that age. So that makes sense. I was into the S talk. I thought it was, I, once we switched to using S, I thought, thought the, it made the scene much snappier. I did enjoy how Marty was so uncomfortable. I'm okay with it. The more sperm talk you have, the more uh, I'm going to be uncomfortable as well, I think. I'm fine with that. In a cafe. Remind, in a cafe. Pretty, like, 90% of locations. I'll be like, you know what? This is too much sperm talk. Which, again, this is, pro- this is you know, just overarching, but they are not quiet people, and no one ever seems to be listening to them <laughs> in the cafe. Now, now, wait a minute. We know that the laws of physics work differently on Frasier. Uh, the kitchen that doesn't have a door is an is a soundproof location. I think that table in Cafe Nervosa is also mostly soundproof. <laughs> Fair enough. The only the only people that can hear them are the wait staff, um, and most of the wait staff aren't allowed to talk. So it's like a, it's like a line of sight thing, you know, when you're trying to talk into a mic or something. If you're not looking directly at the person in the Fraser universe, they can they have no idea what you're saying. Not a single clue. This is kind of a season arching thing more than this episode thing, but I do love how they do order coffee all the time, but it's never like they go to the counter, they wait in line, they pay. It's always they always just say offhandedly if a waiter is walking by or just they yell across the room they're just like i want my you know i want a coffee give me this cappuccino i want this thing and they don't i don't think they usually pay they just they just are served coffee um and sometimes ask for things and there is the most frictionless transactions i've ever seen well okay well it takes place in seattle right so maybe that they're just the first place to do like Amazon pay and they walk in and they just charge your account as soon as you walk in. Maybe that's the cafe that started the whole thing. Yes. Frazier who can't work his flip car phone. I'm certain he's set up for Amazon pay. In 2003. In 2003 when I'm sure that was the thing. I think they've just got a running tab. I think they, I think they don't pay per transaction. I think they pay once a month <laughs> and it's probably like 1500 bucks. Like it's probably an absurd amount of money. Wouldn't that be great though? Like if you're going to frequent a place, just like, Hey, we'll settle up every month. That'd be amazing. I would keep going back to the same coffee shop. That'd be terrible because then I would know how much I'm spending each month. I would like see it in one lump sum. It's much better if I just see the tiny amount onesie twosie. <laughs> That's not how much coffee costs. Coffee costs way more than that, but okay. We get another title card. She's Akbay. IQ Kenny is instantly duped by Roz, who convinces him she didn't quit. 
Her intended replacement, Dana, is easily rolled away in her wheelchair by Roz. <laughs> this is what you were alluding to earlier, Brad. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Come on. She doesn't even do it nicely. You hated how Roz took advantage of Kenny. <laughs> I, 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 did he take advantage or did Kenny just not give a crap? He seemed too flummoxed to worry about giving a crap. I don't think exactly. it was. Exactly. Wasn't a passive thing. He was just like, "Wait, did I? Did I fire? What ended? How did this end?" You quit. Oh, come on, Kenny. If I quit, would I be here? I was blowing off a little steam. So what? So what? Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> she did the the thing that you always want to do with a, a boss, which is where she manipulates him into thinking he wants what she wants, but then also she's like, "I'll fix this for you. Like you screwed up. You're the problem." but I'm going to miraculously save you when she's literally the one that caused the problem in the first place. We presume. We don't know. Kenny, what's wrong with you? Never mind. I'll fix it like always. Oh, thanks, Ross. I owe you one. Again, I don't know if you guys were, but I was very happy to see Frazier back in his job, doing his job. You know, I thought that was really important. This might be the most we see him do his job all season. Well, he's he is terrible at uh, listening to his new producer as he was not paying attention when she was talking. I, I want to circle back to, to the comment you made earlier about... Uh, so, so Roz said in a previous scene that she can't fire her new secretary at her new job because they're like three minorities rolled up into one. Correct. But this is a woman who is in a wheelchair and she has no compunction about just wheeling her away and getting rid of her. So is it because she's just like one minority? It's like, that's that's not enough to stop me. But three, that's a step too far. Yeah, this is not, this is not, uh, this episode does not make Roz look like a good person in any way. So we just have to accept that in this episode. I thought when, as she pushes, she doesn't just wheel her away, by the way, she pushes her down the hall, which is insane. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She 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 wheels her away and then just lets her go flying down the hallway. Uh I thought the laugh track came in strong for that. Like they yeah. thought that was a hilarious move. I was like, damn laugh track, you gotta cool it a little bit. <laughs> she just pushed someone in a wheelchair down a hallway. We don't know how that's gonna end. Thankfully she cuts out of the scene. I don't think it ended well. Two thousand three laugh track is not the same as two thousand twenty three laugh track. Well, because it exists. Big difference. There's no shows with a laugh track right now. Right? I think Big Bang ended. Well, first off, there's just no shows at all right now. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. Second laugh tracks. That's it. All of this said, I, I think the least believable part of the scene is that someone called into the show and wasn't trying to expose Frazier as a gay. Nice, nice callback. Nice callback, Thank you. Ryan. I thought it was interesting that in this scene, uh, presumably, I get the impression, I don't know the exact timeline, but I think Kenny says, Didn't you quit yesterday? And that means they found and hired Dana like within a day. Like that was a fast turnaround to just replace Roz. That's the entertainment industry, buddy. You know, you got to always be ready. Yeah. Always be ready. With that said, uh, Brad, you're fired. Uh, Bradway, uh, we we would like to hire you right now. Oh, Kitty. How would you handle getting rid of a wheelchair lady? What I would do is I would take her, I would kindly ask her to move, and when she did not, I would push her down a flight of stairs. What the fuck? Are you doing Hulk Hogan, or are you doing the Crypt Keeper? Why did you push her down the stairs? Well, because I wanted to get her out there. No one said kill her. Because I wanted to get her out there quickly, and I'm I'm very efficient. That's... (laughs) It still sounds very German. And very, very Nazi. 
<laughs> yeah, that last little bit was a little, little, hit, little Hitler-y. Can we talk about the end of the scene when Fraser literally has a heart attack? What do you uh Yeah, yeah. Bradway, I mean, Bradway, you're cutting out a little bit. Yeah, that's because this voice, I'm going to have a... I'm going to not have a voice tomorrow. Keep doing this voice. Um, Doesn't bother me at all. Okay. I, I think we should. I think we should do that uh, favor to your colleagues. Let's 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 ruin that voice. Oh <laughs> goodness! I want to see how long you can maintain Bradway at work. All day, no one would notice. That's probably true. Because nobody listens to you. No. So I thought. I thought, despite trying to murder a, a handicapped person, she it was a genu- genuinely a good strategy to get your job back. Is just the dupe, Kenny. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to have somebody to dupe, you'll want it to be Kenny Powers. Yeah. But we get another title card. The S-Bank. Niles attempts to retrieve his S-Sample, but learns it was never used because he has... Dun-dun-dun! Slow swimmers. Kind of a sad scene. Well, first, tell us us what your experience in the sperm bank, the S-Bank, has been like. Yeah, yeah. So, Brad, I I definitely (laughs) want to to get this straight from the horse's mouth. So, uh, this scene takes place in a sperm bank. Tell us all the details. Was this accurate was this a good depiction did you feel at home in this office yeah so so as you two know i've gone twice uh the fir- the first, i don't know if this is a joke or not the the first time i went with my buddy we'll call him we'll call him craig um okay. uh we had to wait in a very very long line so we did what not, yeah what do you mean it, you had to wait was, in a line yeah, it's not like you go there and the and there's just no one there there was like if i was too, if i was too deep i would leave yeah, this if I'm not better. if I'm not immediately talking to someone at the counter, I am out. Yeah, I can only do it if I've got a crowd. The second time we we <laughs> went to a different one because no, my, no, no, my, you can't just you can't just gloss over the fact. You can't just say I was just in a line. What else? There wasn't like you didn't even make it to anything. It was just a room. You didn't see anything. There's nothing else to tell for that time. Uh, the well, second, like, what do they ask you about? They you didn't make it. We we didn't stay in line. We left. Oh, 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 oh yeah, that's right, what I'm right. saying. There wasn't. There's nothing to say. Um, the second. So time, you pulled Orion and said, "This yeah. line sucks. I'm out." Yeah, of that's right. Obviously, I, I respect that was the correct maneuver. Yeah, the second time we went because you got well, paid. Now, wait, now I got more questions. What, like, what would po- what would possibly make you go back after that? It was a different, different one. This so? was this was a different location. We were driving somewhere, and what I'm trying to tell you is, we got paid five hundred dollars. Oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We walked in. There was not a line that time. They asked three questions. That was it. Okay. The first how, question. How good are you at basketball? No. The first question was. Do you um, know what math is? Did you masturbate that morning? If you did masturbate that morning or within the last twelve hours, you could not do it. Okay. Wow. Okay. The second question. So you so you weren't able to get the five hundred bucks. Yeah, the, so that explains no, the end of that story. Well, no, we were able to. The second, the second one. Because you're a liar. <laughs> the, the second one was, "Are you a racist?" I'm just kidding. That's a that's. Oh, okay. I thought the, that was real. I thought the, that was real. The the second question was, "What color? What uh? What type of pornography would you like to watch?" How specific was the answers allowed to be? Was it just like straight or gay, or was there yeah, more? Did, did they give you? Did they give you a drop down menu? You could choose. You could choose uh, fetishes. You could choose skin tone. You could was choose... it was this like a written piece of paper? Like you wrote, you wrote whatever you wanted. Or... It's part of the, the like, paper form. It's got like select the scantron. It was it was iPad. You could choose any gender. They had them all. Oh, this was very oh. recent. Oh, this, this was, was yesterday. 
2013, 2014, um, around that time. And then the. <laughs> By the way, I brought this up not because I was prompting you to tell your story. I was making a joke that you. Yeah, I did not know this actually happened. It didn't. The third question was, do you want to go with your buddy or do you want to do it by yourself? Oh, what? All of this is made up. All of this is made up. None oh, man. I, 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 really, I, was, I was really, really I was buying it for a while. That, I, don't, I believe that was real. You're not that creative. <laughs> uh, no, none, none of that was real. I was all just coming up with Would that. Would you like your buddy to come in? <laughs> we operate on a buddy system. You can have up to one support friend in there with you. One of us said yes. One of us said no. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the scene, uh, it was not like a, a fun scene in any way. It was very depressing. As someone who's worked in the IT business before, hell of a system they got there. She pulled that up immediately. Yeah. He, he barely knew his name. He never showed ID, by the way. I don't yeah. know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Give that information ID. out. Very quick. She should work for the government. I will say I did love her. Her, her reaction to him and her complete disinterest in him was was phenomenal i i really enjoyed the way she was just like what do you want from me i didn't like that they didn't let niles take a shot and make it a joke she's never heard before oh uh, well uh, could i at least uh, check and see whether my donation was used you know see if my deposit has drawn any interest <laughs> sir i've worked here 28 years think you can tell me one i haven't heard <laughs> go ahead try me <laughs> no i thought they should have should have got one out he could have failed. We should have taken a crack at it. Like, this is a television comedy writer's room, and they wrote a joke where the joke was they didn't have to write a joke. I agree with you. They should have, they, they either should have come up with something or not frame the, frame the joke that way. Yeah. Let him get shut down gloriously. That would have been fine. But no, not even a crack. Uh, at the end of the scene, we get him uh, trying to leave. And he opens an unmarked, unlocked door and finds out it is a man making his donation. Absolutely insane. It's insane. Why would the door not be marked? Why would the door not be locked? How could that even happen? Like, wh- what? Thank goodness it's it's in the uh, the Fraserverse where no one can hear through walls. So at least you don't have to deal with that. Hey, you don't have to go down a hallway to a little room. You ha- you're just literally like right <laughs> off of the... Yeah waiting room you're about, you're about eight feet from people spanking it <laughs> yeah yeah i thought uh, it was uh it was a funny joke but it was insane it was like this is she should also have warned him like i know she was just trying to get her kicks off watching him go in the wrong room she probably Dude, that was the guy in the room back. i think what nothing it was a bad joke i got the oh, joke i got she joined the writer's room <laughs> i took the shot <laughs> i i appreciate it you know what fair enough it is insane that he would just forget which door he came in. It's not a very big room. Do you know who that reminded me of? Either the couple from the apartment or, or for, from the hotel or yourself on a day-to-day basis. Myself on a day-to-day basis. That's something right. I would do. But good callback to the, the Lilith episode. Yeah, that's his, second, that's his second callback of the night. I'm very proud of you for remembering the show you're watching. Believe it or not, guys, I pay attention sometimes. You said it was a sad scene, Brad, and it, it, it definitely is. It's probably one of those sadder... Probably the saddest scene we've seen so far. Um, but I actually, I like the way that the writers set this one up. For as much as I didn't like that they didn't take a joke in this scene, I, I do like how they arrived at Niles knowing he might have fertility issues. That's a, a good point. Like it, It's somewhat believable that she would have, maybe not as lightning fast, but they'd, they'd be able to identify. Oh, like, yeah, oh, he, he should have been there for days. 
yeah, there was a there was a, a sample that was discarded, and the reason was the low motility. So so that all kind of checks out. Um, and it is very somber the way he thinks. Oh, I just as we're trying to get pregnant, this might be hard. Um, but I do like because we're about to go into the next scene. I like how he goes from a woman at a clinic saying your one sample from years ago wasn't great to not see a doctor, not get checked out, not find out where he's at today. He just Googles it and comes up with a bunch of goofy ideas for how to fix us. Correct. Which transition us. Well, I did not trans. I mean, that is like, yeah, I guess you should transition to the next scene, but that is what people do, right? They panic. They don't want to find out the actual official news that you have slow swimmers. So they do weird shit instead of like going to get medically checked out. Fair. You really should let him transition first and then set it, but whatever. Transition. Oh, wait, before you transition. First of all, first of all, I just want to point out that uh, transition is now going to be what we do between before I before I say anything, we're just gonna have Brad saying transition. All right, all right, Curtis, transition, transition. No, Ryan, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just fucking with you. <laughs> transition. Niall's new fertility habits and devices freak out Marty. Frazier thinks Roz is in love with him, and she interrupts his date with Julia to tell him, "No, really, I don't like like you." Even so, Julia is scared off, so they eat the dinner she prepared. Yeah, I mean, look, first, I I know I said it before, but I hate underwear. I'm all about letting those babies fly. Like, let the the balls go free, free balling. Yeah, yeah. Go free balling, free balling. So I'm a big fan of that. Neither of you have heard that song in way too long. If you think that's how it goes. I was was actually doing a mashup. <laughs> yeah, he that's my hype man. Don't 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 be crushing on my hype man. He hypes What do you mean me crushing? Up. Wait, what do you mean crushing? Like your dreams. Oh. Do people say that? No, no. but I'm starting it. Okay, I'm a trendsetter. Why do you think this podcast is so huge? Because I'm a trendsetter. Curtis, quick, be crushing on his dreams, please. Uh you have low motility? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Could be true. We don't know. Well let's hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big scene. Lots going on in this. Yeah, scene. lots going yeah, on. Yeah, the, yeah. There was a there was a new dog in this scene. Just to shut down your stupid bonus segment. A new dog? I don't know. I just wrote a new dog and didn't explain why I wrote that. <laughs> I think there's just the same dog, but sure. I don't know why. I don't know why I wrote. I think this is the first time I truly clocked. Uh, I'm guessing his name's Eddie. Yeah. I don't know. You thought you 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 for the first time actually saw the dog for reals, and we're like, "That's got to be new, right?" Like that's not the dog we've been seeing. Hundred percent. Okay, that's why I probably wrote that. I've definitely never seen that dog before. Uh, and the, the, so so the dog is eating Cheetos out of the bag, and then the rest of this scene and episode is just people reaching into that Cheeto bag. Like Niles reaches in and is like, "Aren't these supposed to be crunchy?" It's the grossest joke this show has done. <laughs> Yes. Does everyone eat out of it? I don't. That's probably not true, right? I think it's just Niles that does it. Well, I think there's a scene later that we'll get to. Oh, okay. Does that mean everyone ate Cheetos in the in this season? Because we know Ronnie has a, a Cheeto scene later. Do you think it's the same oh. bag? That oh. with Marty living there, especially with an episode where he got high, there's no way that the Cheetos just lasted the whole year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It's almost a huge reveal. Uh, all right. So obviously Niles. Niles's walk was amazing, straight out the gate. <laughs> yeah, he's got baggy, baggy pants on. He's kind of doing a, like, he kind of just shakes his legs as he walks. And he very quickly addresses the fact that he's been wearing wrong underwear his whole life. 
Just like you, Curtis. <laughs> so he says he's eating something that has a mild euphoric effect. French maritime pine bark extract. It boosts fertility and also acts as a mild euphoric, which accounts for the well-known joviality of French sailors. He clocks immediately that it tastes real bad. And that's why he reaches for the Cheetos and discovers that they're mushy, which, again, nasty. Yeah, it was, <laughs> a, it was a supplement. Yeah, but can I can I take a supplement with a mild euphoric effect? That sounds amazing. I think that's just called CBD. Oh, is that? I was going to say Vi- I was going to say Viagra. No, oh, that was a good one too. Oh, we we know how he is with CBD. So, thank goodness oh. he waited till he'll, later. In the he'll season. take vitamin B and think that he's high. <laughs> I feel so great. <laughs> Pee and clear. Niles has all these things. He's got like a device in his pants that cools his junk. Uh, he's got the baggy pants. He's walking funny. He also is offered a sherry, and I think for the first time that we've seen anyway, he doesn't accept the sherry from, from Fraser. He, he turns down a sherry. And I love, I absolutely love that Fraser's reaction to uh, like either not having a sherry or drinking alone is he pours himself a sherry. Sherry? What an intriguing idea. <laughs> yes. He loves just, his sherry. How can one mull without sherry? I don't understand either. I didn't I, respect that out of my out of Niles. You know what I was not expecting, but I kind of liked is Julia was kind of cool in this episode. You had to assume she would be. You wouldn't if she was just a monster all of the time. We wouldn't have got to last episode. Like she had to be cool. I'm actually surprised how little we got her. That's never seen me and you. I don't make assumptions on the show. I'm open minded. I have a new theory. I have a new theory. I think that sex with Frazier turns you crazy. <laughs> I, I will say, though, the qu- the cracker thing they did was so creepy. Oh, yeah. So she, she well, first of all, so she is decided to cook dinner. So yeah. she walks Which into the kitchen with a bag is, of groceries. That's great. Wait, hold up. I think that's crazy as fuck. It's like, hey, we're going to go get dinner. She's like, no, I'm just going to show up to your place and cook. It's going to be amazing. It's like, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> it so is they- a bold move to cook in somebody else's kitchen. Sadly, I've never had anyone do that for me. Someday, buddy. I just think, like, if a professional chef came and did that, I'd still be, like, a little off, but be like, what? We said we were going to get dinner. What are you doing? And by the way, Julia is not a professional chef because within moments of going in with a bag of raw groceries, she comes out with a spoon with sauce on it. There is no way that is not a jarred sauce. She just poured into a saucepan and (laughs) heated up mildly. She's she's feeding Prego to <laughs> Frazier, and he is right to uh, be give her a tepid response. It is fun that a Prego gets to eat some Prego, though. Mm. Anyway, there's still a lot to, lot to break down here. Yeah, so Roz uh, jumps in to the scene yes. uh, to have a conversation with Frazier to, to kind of talk out what she had avoided talking about while they were at work. And this is where well, he is kind of like, you're in love with me, right? I get it. Well, well, we find out that she quit twice, which I don't even know what that means. It's obviously I got to guess at it for later, but it's interesting. Interesting uh, note to drop. No comment. Obviously, yeah. I don't even. I don't even know what that. I, I didn't even catch that in this episode, so I'm way out of the loop. I think she explicitly says, "I quit twice." No comment. All right. <laughs> I do like when he says something about them sleeping together and. And how conceivable it would be that she might actually be harboring feelings for him. Just to be clear, you haven't been pining over me since we slept together? God, no. Weren't you there? 
Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. That was vintage Roz at, at her best. Well, I think just, it, I think it fits what you see out of the two of them too. Like, obviously, you guys aren't romantically linked. It would it would have happened by now for sure. Ryan, for you, that probably had to make you even more excited to see it happen. I can't wait. This is yeah. I, this is the most excited the upside's down's been since knowing Frazier's going to get punched in the face. So at the end of the scene, uh, Roz has this whole thing. Well, I guess I've given Julia another reason to hate me. Well, she doesn't hate you, Roz. Oh, well, she doesn't like me. And when the girlfriend doesn't like the friend, guess who gets the boot? Well, that's not always true. Just went through this with my dad. I was always really close to him, even after my parents split up. And six months ago, he married this woman I don't get along with, and it's like I don't exist. You're throwing a lot of like sad zap story at us that I I, I didn't I, I mean I get what they were doing, but I just felt like what is this? We've never once heard anything about Roz's family, but suddenly she's got she can't just be like I don't like the girl you're dating. She has to have like some weird dad hang up. She has to have like daddy issues to not want to work with Frazier anymore. It seemed like it, it, it was it was a lot. It was very heavy for such a silly episode. Yeah. Bunch of heavy moments in the episode, I guess. There is. I would have gone more funny for a season premiere of a comedy. Well, it's hard for me not to focus on the fact that Julia's here and we know that she doesn't have much time, but clearly she's going to be in the previous episode. So strange, strange run for her jumping between the two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going off of the episode titles and assumed that this was a standalone because it wasn't a part two. Uh, but it's interesting that not only was the last episode picking up right where this one leaves off but clearly this one is a uh, part of a multi-part episode as well yeah it's weird they also i guess cap off Roz's storyline here and then we'll cap off julia and fraser next episode weird pacing just a little bit daphne attempts to seduce niles for some good old-fashioned marty style whoopee but his testicle 2000 gets in the way no matter she is magically already pregnant and too stupid to realize it. Who's ever worn a testicle 2000? It just because this is an audio medium, I just want to clarify it's uh, testy cool, C O O L 2000. Testicool. 100%. Just like. 100% thought you were going to say, because this is an audio medium, I just want you all to know I'm wearing the testicle. I really, I thought so too. I'm glad Ryan and I were. No, if I was wearing it, you would hear it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like having my phone that close to my junk. I don't want a device that's whole job is to regulate the temperature of my nethers uh, anywhere near it. It does not sound great or fun. Do you think it might have just been one of those one of those little fans that you get at the amusement park? I don't want a fan near my junk. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds dangerous. Nightmare scenario, honestly. That's some saw shit. Did anybody else think it was a like like we get the drama of him finding out they might have a hard time conceiving and then immediate like it was just a red herring for she's already pregnant like I felt like that was a, a weird choice to 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 dangle that idea and give him that emotional moment and then just immediately pivot to no no she's she's already totally with child well I mean I you I said I think this is a comedy show it's okay not to stay in the heavy lane for too long i think that's fine I agree. well that's true it just it just feels like especially no like i feel like i've maybe in 2003 it was less of a thing but i feel like i i've known so many people and and certainly see about it in in media like the struggles people go through to try to get pregnant and that the this story is like oh here's somebody that should struggle to get pregnant but turns out they did it without even really trying well yeah the 
<laughs> the likelihood that his swimmers were slow 20 years ago uh, and he suddenly things have picked up steam that does feel pretty unlikely that said i i loved the prego reveal because i don't know if you guys know this ovulation sticks do look a lot like prego sticks some of them anyway uh like my wife when she was showing me that we were pregnant i thought she was showing me the ovulation strip so that's happened thank you for that interesting information it is well, it's, it's when you think you're seeing one thing and then you find out you're seeing another thing. It is uh it's quite a moment, I'll tell you that. I yeah, that's fair. I like that she implied that she has fast eggs. We're pregnant. Oh my god, we are, aren't we? But my slow sperm. I must have fast eggs. I don't I don't know if medically that's a thing. It doesn't sound like a thing, but it was a funny joke. It was. I thought you know, I thought when you consider that we've seen Daphne kind of pregnant and miserable, the fact that uh, our season's ending with her being fun, being sexy, like trying to do making good jokes. I, I, it was actually a really fun way for her season to end, I thought. That's a great point. That's another great notch in why uh, this is the correct way to watch the show. Happy endings. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, a happy ending for uh for daphne and then uh niles is junk getting short-circuited so wins all around oh yeah because he he definitely deserved that although maybe that explains why he's such a prick the rest of the season one thing we can be absolutely certain of niles didn't have another child (laughs) yeah yeah well unless that sped up the swimmers a little electroshock therapy who knows oh you think it's like one of those superpower things like you get bit by a, a poisonous spider and suddenly you're having hundreds of kids we don't know we don't know. We don't know. The I didn't science, say. Curtis. I didn't say radioactive spider. I said poisonous spider. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't give you superpowers. That just kills you. We don't know that either. We don't know if the spider that bit PD was uh, was poisonous. All I'm saying is, there's no chance the testicle went through rigorous testing and and years of examination. Maybe it's just it's a supercharger for sperm. Who knows? Oh, I do like a sperm supercharger. What do you mean you like it? What is the what do you mean? I think Apple. I think Apple makes one. <laughs> Are you talking about the lightning cables? Yeah, that's about the well, best technology joke we'll get out of you. Well, Fraser plays us out with him and Roz trying Julia's meal, only to realize it tastes shit because jarred sauce is shit. Duh. Ross prefers dog Cheetos. She didn't finish it, right? Like, she got interrupted in the middle of making it. Like, okay, maybe it's pre-made prego. Who cares? I don't think she got done. You shouldn't be eating the food unless someone picked up, like, right as she stormed out. Oh, stormed you know, it's, it's funny that that's how you you took it as. I took it as Frazier finished the dish and still complained about it and blamed it on Julia, but he's probably the one finished making it. 100%. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> what? And here's what we do know. They had no time to exchange what was happening. She didn't tell him what was going on. She didn't check to see if he was interested in the food she was making. She just got cracking in the kitchen. So for him to just pick it up by looking around would be super impressive, actually. By the way, it tastes terrible. <laughs> yeah. We, we we learned this from this episode. Frazier, as a cook, and I think we've seen him cook a few times. I think we'll probably, you know, we made a soup in this and that. He is not a man who tastes as he cooks. He does not, he is not making sure that what he is making is on the right track he just cooks it blind yeah 100 percent, and assumes it'll be good surprise surprise it's shit <laughs> i don't think many people could step up in that role and make it the dish finish the dish you know yeah that's a, that's a fair point but i mean i think she was making white pasta with charred sauce and maybe a sprinkle of parm- like pre-grated parmesan and i think she probably had like one of those tv baguettes in, in, <laughs> in the bag too well, then why is it not good enough to consume? How about that? If if it's a super basic one, they should be fine. I've picked it up and they should be enjoying it. They shouldn't spit it back out. Because he probably put cooking sherry in it or some shit. 
Cooking sherry helps. Is that a thing? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it would help or hurt, to be honest. I don't know about cooking to, to say. Brad, did you like this episode? Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, I actually did like this episode. I liked it a lot. It's not one of my favorite, but I liked it a lot. And I'm going to go with a solid B+. Plus. Why uh, did you like it? Don't just say you liked it. What, what yeah. parts did you like? So, You've also, so by the, the way, given a B plus to middle of the pack. Every I didn't episode. like it that much. Episode, so. Okay. Every well, episode. Excuse me. I've given some C minuses. I thought that it was actually a really funny story. I love a good Ross centric episode. I thought that uh, Daphne actually looked really hot in this episode. I did make a note of that. I was really into Daphne. I just, I, I liked it. I will say welcome change from her being pregnant to being a negligee. So yeah, for good sure. on you, Daph. Uh, Curtis, what did you think of this episode? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to say that uh, we're ending the, the season on a note of we sort of disagree. I did not love this episode. It didn't hate it. It wasn't bad. I ranked it 12 out of 24. This is exactly middle of the pack. Just better than the last episode that we watched um, but worse than the weight loss episode I thought I, it's a shame that the season started and sort of ended for us on such a mediocre note but I, I do think so much of my reaction to this episode is based on not really remembering what came before knowing this is like a middle episode of a, some kind of an arc it'll be interesting to see if I change my opinion once I've seen the complete story and Ryan what about you it's weird like for an episode it wasn't so bad but for a like you said it's in the middle of an arc and it feels in the middle of an arc. It doesn't feel like the start of a season. It's like a super weird way to introduce season 11, I think. Especially because like you do the the back-to-back day episode, but like then you separate it by having a whole off-season of TV. It makes no sense. The beats don't quite hit right for a series opener. I think it's a fairly middle-of-the-road episode, uh, which is weird because we don't get too much Marty, and when we get him, he's good. So it's confusing that this actually is... I'm going to rank it lower than I expect. But uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't love it. I, I think what's weird about this episode is that you're, you're right. It's a, it's a it's a starting the season off on a weird moment. Clearly, they ended the last season. Roz must have quit. We, I'm sure we're going to see that happen. Um, so it was kind of a... It must have been like a big dramatic cliffhanger but then they didn't have the guts to actually have a season either without Roz or where she's not working for Frasier so they just had to make an episode where they revert to status quo they had to like undo yeah, right. what they had done and almost immediately too we don't even get to live in it for a couple scenes right they they yeah. have this cliffhanger and we resolve it with a, an immediate fizzle it's as if they ended the season with a guy murdering a character and then when you cut back to the next season and they're just like oh he missed like he shot <laughs> But he didn't 100%. actually hit him. There's no reason to think that Niles didn't try to murder someone at the end of last season. No reason. I think we have that. to go into season 10, assuming that part of that episode was Niles <laughs> murdering somebody, presumably by not saving them. 100%. He's letting them choke to death on their own, feeding them nuts until they died. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I am going pretty low. I think it was, it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere near the, the dregs of the season, but I, five and a half for me, I, it could have been much better. I'm definitely marking it down a little bit because it's a series opener too yeah you want something exciting to start yeah get me hyped to come back into the season and i think they knew from jump that this was the last season so you would expect them to want to really do something big to to accelerate the excitement of the last season you could easily have made the season without Roz working at the station like there's no reason why she has to actually work there we see about two clips of her doing it 
her job. Yeah. They, they wind up giving her station manager at the very end. So I guess if they were working towards that, but they didn't really do anything with it. It's just like a thing they threw at her to make it seem like she had something nice to send her off with. Like they could have just yeah. had her working somewhere else, but repaired her friendship with Frasier and they hang out at the coffee shop where they see each other mostly. They see each other more there and it works for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. We could have found out about the life of Roz outside of the station. Cause I assume I assume she'll be here for all 10 seasons or all 11 seasons. So if we go back in time and like rewatched all this again and just counted how many times she sees Frazier outside of work and how many times inside of work, oh I'm, I would bet dollars to donuts that she is mostly interacting with them outside of work. Like there was no reason not to just follow through on the she quit scenario. You've been making mad stacks needing no donuts or whatever that phrase means. <laughs> We have managed to make it to the end of season 11. <laughs> oh, we did. It's, a, it's astounding. It's a feat. But could it have been better? We yeah. are going to find out in a new segment we're calling Show Swap. So we're going to take the best elements of other TV shows and inject them into Frasier to make the show better than it is. So let's start with the animals. So uh, Frasier famously has a dog that some people are aware of. His name is Eddie. So, so what would be a TV dog or it doesn't even have to be a dog, any animal from another show that you would want to include? Uh, I would like to take Alf in the number one pick. Remember Alf? He's back in pod form. Whoa. Is he, does that, he's an alien. Does he count as an animal? I mean, he's not a human. I guess we'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I thought Brad would weigh in at all, but no. Okay. No. Well, I was, um, obviously, I've taken Brad's pick, so he's got to figure out what to do. Well, no, 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 because I, I, that was not my pick, but I think you're going to be upset with my pick. So. Oh, okay. I can't believe you would, you would have rather have done this show about Alf. So I can't believe you're not more mad. No, it's good. It's all, I'm just, I'm, I'm being peaceful, Brad, because I really like my selection for Animal. Oh, well, Brett, if Curtis, you must be upset. You've lost. Obviously, I took the number one pick in the draft. So yeah, I'm not. Brad, what what uh, right. would you pick? Okay, for Animal, I would pick the dog from Scrubs. Rowdy, no. You have to be able to name him. It doesn't have a name. Rowdy. Yes, it does. Is it a dead dog? Is that why you? He's asked? talking about the stuffed dog from from Scrubs. That they pretend is alive. I have no recollection. Okay, of what you, are. you really are dog blind. <laughs> yeah, um, it's Rowdy. Rowdy from Scrubs. Okay, you looked that is up, that, didn't you? Is yes. that Dr. Kelso's dog? No. No, you don't remember Why this is the so whole running bad. thing from the show. Yeah. But JD had a dog, it died, he had it stuffed, but then yeah. they like keep it around and act like like to freak people out. They pretend like the dog is is alive and they'll say things like, No, Rowdy, calm down. Oh, the only Why the, only only the slightest tinge of memory from that. Why are you acting <laughs> like you've never seen the show? So Rowdy I've seen I have seen every episode. Yes. Uh, Curtis, what is your pick? So my answer is going to be George Clooney. I'm a Dapper Dan man. God damn it. Okay. For Animal? Yeah, he, the, apparently. is the dog in George Futurama? Clooney is the name of the dog uh, from the show Hot in Cleveland. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I didn't see Hot in Cleveland. Was it a charismatic dog? I haven't seen it either. Well, I thought, I thought you were picking Hot in Cleveland because you're a big Daphne fan and Daphne was on the show. Yeah, I mean, that is the reason, yes. Yep. <laughs> Great. And, and on that note, Curtis, do you want to pick the set? Yeah, for me, I think uh, the kitchen in the show Hot in Cleveland is also oh, a see. much nicer and bigger <laughs> set than Frasier. 
Can you paint a picture for those of us who haven't seen uh, any of Hot in Cleveland? Couldn't tell you I haven't seen it. <laughs> Great. Are you sure there's a kitchen? Uh, pretty sure. Pretty pretty sure. <laughs> and uh, I think it's back to you, Brad. I'm yeah, going to fact check you while Brad does his. Yeah, because I'm cool and hip, um, I went with a very modern answer. And I'm going to go with the diner from the TV show Happy Days. And I know you are the Fonz with the hey and the whoa. Okay. Uh, that's actually that's actually pretty good. I uh, I can which, appreciate that. Which set are you replacing? The diner. Oh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. You you think you could like keep Cafe <laughs> hey, Nervosa him, but get rid of the apartment? Give him a chance. Now, obviously, it's getting rid of Cafe Nervosa. <laughs> that's a mistake. You should have got rid of the KACL station. You oh. should definitely get rid of Niles' apartment. I think you mean the furniture store. Yeah, uh, Ryan Samsung. What would you? Well, like so am do? I? Am I also allowed to replace the cafe yes. universe? Yes, yes. Why are you so adamant? Because uh, I don't know. I like. <laughs> why, yeah, why are you mad? I, I like being a rules guy. Uh, okay, well, in that case, I'm just going to do the obvious thing. I'm going to re- uh, we're we're going to bring Fraser back to Boston. I'm going to put him in the Cheers bar instead of the Cafe Nervosa. You're just assuming, aren't you going to replace your main character? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but but people don't know that. I'd much rather be at a bar than a than a coffee shop where no one drinks coffee. That's all I'm saying. Next up, we're going to talk about guest stars from this season of Frasier. Uh, what is a guest star that you would want to swap out and with who? Well, so obviously I'm going to replace Laura Liddy. Oh, okay. I mean, right? That's That's the obvious one you have to replace. And I don't remember her name, but the the wife of Dr. Cox in Scrubs. But I'm okay with it because I'm fly. Oh, so wait, wait. So I just want to clarify something. So the way we're doing this, are we replacing the actor or are we replacing the character? So is, is it Dr. Cox's wife that's now on <laughs> Frasier or is it the actress who played her is now as Daphne? It's the the character. The character swap is happening. Gotcha. Okay. So you, so you want, uh, um, I also forget her name. What, what is, right, let me, let me look it up real quick. Um, uh, Kate. No, that's true. Carrie show. Damn it. You Jordan. want <laughs> Jordan, Jordan. You want, you want Jordan Sullivan, uh, yes. played by Krista Miller to be on yeah. Frasier. I want a little bit meaner, a little bit more calculated of a Laura Lenny, a little more smart, smarter, probably much smarter, much smarter. Um, yeah, no, I like that. Thank you. So if Ryan is going to replace Charlotte and Laura Liddy, I'm going to replace Kim, played by the actress Jennifer Tilly, obviously. Ooh, your favorite character? Wait, you're you're replacing your favorite character? Correct, yes. Uh, I'm going to replace her. This is something I thought about a lot. I spent lots of time thinking about it. And I'm going to replace um, Kim, a.k.a. Jennifer Tilly, with uh, Mimi from the Drew Carey Show. Good morning, pig. No, that's Ew. a weird choice. What? <laughs> like, I... Why, I, wait, I no, explain, explain yourself before <laughs> before Curtis tears it apart, because obviously, what the fuck is wrong with you? I will respond to that in a three-word answer. Okay. I like clowns. Hmm disappointing i i actually like mimi and i think that's a i could see that being a fun addition to this show but it doesn't make any sense to replace first of all that that character and that plot point wouldn't make any sense with fucking mimi and I, I wouldn't get rid of jennifer tilly yeah your favorite i don't that's such a confusing pick well sorry. for anyone and a terrible role to give her i like to be confusing <laughs> you could have you could have 
you could have replaced uh, Roz's sister with Mimi, and that would be fascinating. That would be a very different episode, but very entertaining. I, I like to be confusing. Well, you do. Well, for me, if you remember Opal, that was uh, Frazier's uh, neighbor. You mean Roseanne's mom? Roseanne's mom, Estelle Parsons. I, I think we can do better. I think we can get a what? straight up. You, you replaced Jennifer Tilly. You're replacing Estelle Parsons. Man, you guys. Here's the thing. Here's the, Estelle Parsons is amazing. But what if we had a national treasure in that spot? I'm talking Betty White. I mean, it's, it's an upgrade. <laughs> who played Elka Ostrowski on the show Hot in Cleveland. That is the character I would bring over. I didn't flop around on the floor with my eyes bulging out, gasping for air. I haven't done that at a party in years. Uh, that's fine, Curtis. It would have been way funnier if you just picked Estelle Parsons' uh, character from Roseanne. <laughs> Are, well, I don't think you can pick that. They're not, they're not guest stars on that show. Oh, I thought we were just putting. I thought we were just yeah, putting. You did characters. Pick a, I didn't think, you're, you're pick a guest star from a show. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, you picked Jordan's a, in like five episodes. What do you no, mean? She she's at a minimum a recurring character. Yes. What do you not understand? She's in every her? season. She's well, I in. She, I think at some point she is a main character. She is later this. <laughs> oh, well, I was going off Trump? season two where she was in one episode. You have. I didn't look that up show. yet. You have never seen the show Scrubs. Uh, first off, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure she's but no, she was in more than one episode of season two. You can't prove it. You can't prove that. God, you're so bad at this. I game. googled it real quick. It's hard to figure out. Okay. All right. Well, the next step we are doing recurring characters now. Uh, at risk of being controversial again, uh, I am going to be replacing, uh, frankly, a beloved character, Ronnie Wendy Malik. She's got to go because I want to replace her with a character named Victoria Chase who is also on Hot in Cleveland, uh, played by Wendy Malick. You need to grow six inches, lose 20 pounds, and find a hairdresser who gave up cocaine with everyone else. I am going to... This is going to be a very boring pick, but... Are I'm you just saying, skipping? You're not even going to analyze Curtis's pick? You're just going to move on? Yeah, I wasn't listening. Uh, let's be honest. I'm going to replace, <laughs> as you guys call him, Kenny Powers. Okay? Um, I think that's his name. Yeah, what do you mean as you guys? That's his radio name. And I, we've never heard his last name in the show, so we have to assume that's his name. And I'm going to replace him with uh, Norm from Cheers. Hey! Norman? That's a weird pick. Uh, you know, I, I mean, they're both bigger fellas. Um, <laughs> just, so. just going for silhouette. What's weird, though, are you, I mean, Norm is in the Frasier universe. So you're saying that like Frazier's old drinking buddy is moving to Seattle and it's just part of his life again. Like I could see network television making that choice. I could see them being like Frazier's flailing. The show isn't, you know, getting its legs. Let's bring in another famous character from Cheers to just settle things. I, all I'm going to say is that is like my main character, I might replace uh, Frazier. So it would make sense. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh uh, Ryan Samsung, what would you like to say with that? With your pick? Okay, so uh, obviously I want to replace Marty. He's clearly the worst part of the show. He's not a recurring character. Oh shit, you're right. You're so oh, bad wait. at this game. <laughs> wait, is it? Why not? He wasn't in this last episode. Yes, he was. Much. He wasn't in it much. He's still a main character. Why are you so bad at this game? Which, again, your idea. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to plow forward anyway. 
we're going to explore this world that I'm, I'm creating, okay? This invented world in which Marty is a recurring character? Where Marty's the worst part of the show and we need to replace him, but obviously he's not the main character. You can replace yes. him next round. I'm doing that too. Anyway, so we got to replace him with an old guy. So I want to go with uh, National Treasure. I think that's been a good move throughout this game so far. Uh, I want to go with Ted Danson's character from The Good Place, Michael. Come on, Eleanor. Oh, yeah, like a, a well. Wait, okay. So is he like human Michael, who's who's now living on Earth, or is he like demon Michael, who's he's a, lit- he's a literal demon? Yeah. So anyway, you spoiler, if you haven't seen that show, woo, spoiler woo, jail. Woo, woo, oh woo, yeah, you're in the penalty woo, box. Woo. Yeah. So, so anyway, he's a literal demon, so that doesn't change too much. He's just trying to mess with the main characters. It actually affects the storyline very little. If you wanted to mess with the characters throughout the season, you would pretty much do what Marty's doing. We would just do it with Ted Danson as an actual literal demon. So that's really interesting because like Frazier is going to be like, this is uncanny. Like you look exactly like this bartender. I used to know. <laughs> like you're yeah. older, obviously you're like 40 years older, but he does look a lot alike though. It's pretty wild. It is technically Ryan, your turn to pick the main character, but let's see how you mess this one. Yeah, now you have to go for a main character, so you're probably going to get rid of Frank. <laughs> well, I'm obviously not going to get rid of the dog, because he's only been in one episode. We already uh, did the dog. I know. I <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I am I am going so to... Bad. I'm getting rid... Well, so I'm going to get rid of Frasier. That's what I meant when I said the main character. We, we all can get rid of Frasier, right? That's what yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we okay. all can get rid of Frasier. That's yeah. what we should be doing. Uh, so I want someone with actual... some. You know, some medical expertise has been in a hospital setting. He's been to work a couple times. Uh, so obviously, I'm going back to Sacred Heart, Scrubs Universe. Uh, I want the janitor to be the main character of Frasier. If I find a penny in there, I'm taking you down. Okay, I can see it. I don't really know what this show is you've built because it doesn't make a lot of sense. But what I I also love that you chose Alf, but somebody else chose the dog. <laughs> like, your whole cast is just from Scrubs. except Like, I think you did. And you don't even remember Scrubs. You have as much memory of Scrubs as you do of Eddie after immediately watching an episode of Frasier. I have about as much as you do of uh, of Hot in Cleveland. Well, I've never seen Hot in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, but our memories are pretty, we're on par. Brad, what main character would you replace? Yeah, so similar. I wanted a guy that I thought would give uh, good advice, um, you know, because we know Frasier does not. So, so I you're went, getting rid of Frasier, to be clear. Yeah, well, that, Ryan said we have to for the last round. But no one. No, he didn't. Right. Yes, he did. That's what I wanted to happen. Yeah, he didn't yeah. say. He didn't say it was a rule. He said he's what he thinks is the right answer. Well, I'm getting rid of Fraser and I'm replacing them with the boss, Tony Maselli, a Tony Danza's character from Who's the Boss? Tony Danza, Judith Light, Alyssa Milano. Who's the boss? Season three caterer Gordon Giddy up Galligan. Oh, I think that's a what? controversial take. Assuming he's the boss, I understand there have been books written about who the boss was. <laughs> I am an academic. When I ask the question, who's the boss? It is a rhetorical question. Why do you want to see him at why, what? I haven't seen all of who's the boss, but I don't think his character makes any sense in this show. Why? He gives advice I'm in every good. episode. That's his whole character. He's just giving out advice to people. Frasier gives advice like once. It well, comes up he once. Should, he should be giving out more advice. Points. You're talking about what his, he's, he's talking about his wow. radio show, which we've barely yeah. seen. Frankly, I, we should put a spoiler <laughs> alert on that whole thing. <laughs> Okay, so you want Tony Danza to be giving advice to Seattle. Yeah. You realize that Frazier solves Seattle. Like, three episodes from now, no one calls in because he solved all of their problems. Yeah. Such a generous take. 
It's one they literally state, but yeah, it's probably not. All right, Kurt. For me, to bring us home, we've got to have a main character that goes. And it may not surprise you that Daphne is who I'm getting rid of. It may also not surprise oh, whoa, you. Oh, yeah, you missed her in the reoccurring round. She's not a main character. She's in like six okay. episodes. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so uh, we all know that Jane Leaves can't leave the show, Frazier. We got to keep her around. So she's staying on. We're getting rid of Daphne. We're, get, we're not getting rid of Jane Leaves. Leavies? I don't know how you say her last name. I should know that by now. But I am going to replace her with a character named Kit Voss from, of course, The Resident. I'm engaged to a homeless man. Oh, I thought you were saying Knight Rider. I mean, it does sound like that, doesn't it? Uh, we, were, we were really bad at this game. I, I love the idea that you would replace Daphne with a car. Uh, for, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, so there we go. Okay. Whoa. Well, to recap, um, I have replaced uh, Eddie with George Clooney, the dog from Hot in Cleveland. The Kitchen from Frasier with The Kitchen from Hot in Cleveland. Opal, played by Estelle Parsons, with Elka Ostrowski, Betty White from Hot in Cleveland. Ronnie, played by Wendy Malick, with Victoria Chase from Hot in Cleveland, played by Wendy Malick. And uh, Jane Leaves is sticking around to replace Daphne with a character from a show that is not Hot in Cleveland. (laughs) That's good. That's a good joke that I didn't get because I haven't seen any of those shows. I will I will replace the dog Eddie, whatever you want to call him, and with the rowdy from Scrubs, uh Cafe Nervosa. Do you mind waking up while you do this? Uh, no, because I'm so tired. I um I will replace Cafe Nervosa with the diner from Happy Days, Jennifer Tilly's character, with Mimi from the Drew Carey show, Kenny Powers, which is not his actual name, with uh Norm from the TV show. Cheers. And I'll replace Frazier with the boss, uh, Tony Baselli, a.k.a. Tony Danza. Okay. Ryan. I'm going to get Alf drunk in a bar because obviously I'm replacing Cafe Nervosa with the Cheers bar. I'm bringing Jordan Sullivan to to whip our our main character into shape. And uh, I'm going to bring a literal demon to help the crew navigate their plights in their last season of life. And when finally I'm going to bring in the janitor to help fix Seattle via the radio. Well, Ryan, why don't you tell us what happened on the next episode of our first rewatch season 10, episode 24, a new position for Roz part two. Roz gets fucked over realizing she is the only one capable of doing actual work. She threatens Frazier with quitting when she still feels taken advantage of. She quits to Julia, a person that we definitely know works at the station. She happens to also be getting sweet on Frasier uh, to get ahead, I guess, because it makes no sense otherwise. When that doesn't seem to, sh- to take, uh, she makes it abundantly clear to Kenny, who is gainfully employed for some reason. Daphne and Niles, having achieved nothing notable in the previous 10 seasons, decide it's baby time. Marty goes around doing some hood rat shit. You read that like me at the end of the episode or Brad at the beginning? <laughs> oh, I do. I, Curtis, I have a, a bonus prediction for you. Let's see how I read that. Well, okay. Uh, why not? Let's indulge it just this once. All right. One, one time. Uh, Curtis Sheck will learn it's inside that's what counts. Uh, he will realize his brain does the counting, not his fingers. Mm, it's not my experience, but I'll trust you on this one. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music. Thank you for listening. Next week's going to be a little different. We're going to do the whole season 11 wrap up. It's a very special episode uh, about season 11. We've got a wonderful guest joining us. For myself, for Brian, for Brad, good morning, Monaco. I'm in love with you. 
they don't hit you over the head with that joke, they, but it's a very nice visual joke that they pull. Yeah, they're, they're one of my good favorite visuals. Yeah. Brad, are you donating to the sperm bank right now? Can you can you get settled over there? <laughs> you ring a little bell when you finish. Okay. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> Frazier thinks Roz is in love with her. Wait. <laughs> there, 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 it is. there it is. <laughs> call call uh, back. Frazier thinks Roz is in love with him, and she interrupts his date with Julia to tell him, no, really, I don't can, like you. Can you do that again like you've ever read before? Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote her instead of he, and it threw it way off. Brad, do you want to take a stab at that one? That has to do, you have to be better than Curtis just was. Yeah, let me get it up. No, no, I, we're not doing that, Brad. <laughs> this is not the fertility clinic. Two scenes ago. Boop, <laughs> All right, for real, redo that because that was horrible. I know. Niles knew fertility. I know what we're doing the rest of the night. Niles knew fertility habits and devices freak out Marty. Frazier thinks Roz is in love with him, and she interrupts his date with Julia to tell him, No, really, I don't like like you. Even so, Julia is scared off, so they eat dinner. We, so they eat the dinner she prepared. You're so close. 